Hello, lovers. Welcome back to Modern Romance with Nicole. Today's episode is perfect for you if you want to get some real great advice on getting into a relationship. My guest today is Rebecca from Dating Bites, a relationship coach for men. And she's here to talk about what it takes to win over your dream partner. Even though she's only a coach for men, I think she has some really great tips from fixing your online profile, how to build confidence in dating. You guys are going to love it. Let's tune in. Rebecca, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Nicole. It's so great to be here and chat with you further and, you know, maybe share some insight, tips, you know, advice, things like that, that your listeners, you know, men or women can take away from this. I love that. So before we get started, tell us about yourself and how you became a dating coach for men. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so... I actually founded last year Dating Bites. So Dating Bites, um, I've been doing this now for quite a few months, specifically working with single men. But uh, before I officially founded Dating Bites, I was just casually more part-time working with women, working with men, couples, you know, older, older people, younger people. (laughs) So my experience is quite um, vast and I was doing that for many years, but um, I wanted to take it full-time, do more full-time coaching and um, kind of build a business. And I wanted to specifically niche down to work with um, single men. I mean, I still do from time to time work with women, work with couples, but majority of my audience now is single men. And um, yeah, a big reason why I want to work with single men was um, just because uh, when I was doing more research into single men, you know, their frustrations, their pain points, um, when we're looking at dating and relationships. And I realized, you know, as a woman, I could, you know, Google to look for love coaching, dating coaching, all that. And I would get thousands of results for, you know, male or female coaches out there that want to help me find love. But the thing is, when I did that kind of same research as the perspective from a single man, I wasn't really finding many resources out there for them or really, you know, tips and advice or really many coaches, um, especially female dating coaches working with men um, is really, really rare. And it was something that kind of going from there, um, I like to especially work with not only single men, but specifically single men who, like you said, want to attract their dream partner, that dream woman into their life, who are you know, at that point in their life, they're looking for something more serious. You know, they're not looking for kind of those pickup artist style um, techniques. You know, they're looking for something more serious. They're looking for a companion, a life partner um, to work with those type of single men is something I'm just so passionate about. And it's really just been um, an exciting journey to really uh, especially work with that type of audience as well and just help men to be successfully attracting their dream woman into their life. You know, also, when you think about men um, growing up, they don't really have a lot of male role models. They're really talking to about dating or relationships versus um, when you think of women, you know, us as little girls, right? Like our moms, sisters, <laughs> friends, things like and that. They all chime in. <laughs> yeah, it's a common, it's a common dating topic, um, you know, we women have, right? As little girls all the way in um, growing up into adult women. And it's something we commonly talk about with each other. But when you look at men on the other side, it's not something they grow up talking about. It's not something they, you know, have uh, other men in their life giving them advice on. They're not really talking about things like consent, respect for women, uh, what a healthy relationship looks like, toxic traits to look out for, you know, those kind of things, right, that we as women tend to um, talk a lot more about. I think society too, like Hollywood TV shows, you don't see a lot of guys really getting in tune with their emotions. And, you know, you see men going through lines of women and it's then, and you assume that's, that's all that men want, you know? And I think that there are men out there who want, you know, more than just sex or instant gratification, a hookup, but there are a lot of misconceptions that we have around men. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Absolutely. You know, you kind of hit the nail on the head, essentially, there um, in regards to kind of talking about those misconceptions. And I think, you know, when you look at Hollywood movies, things like that, it adds on to it as well. Um, but you have these misconceptions. I feel a lot of women have when it comes to men that, you know, men are dogs, uh, men are cheaters. Um, they just want sex. They're, you know, they don't want commitment. They don't, you know, want long-term. And I'm not saying there aren't men out there, um, that are like that. There's, there's women out there that are actually like that too. And, um, but the thing is a lot of the men, especially when I get to work with men on a daily basis, right. It's so amazing in my mind. And I wish I kind of knew this, um, when I was younger and dating, I'm in a relationship now, but, I wish I knew this when I was younger and dating because I kind of used to have that mindset a little bit too. And now getting to work with men so often, it's just, it's incredible. The men I get to work with, how vulnerable they are, how much they open up, how much they feel and how much of the same frustrations and insecurities they have around dating and women really mirror a lot of what women feel like we get frustrated around a lot of the same things. Like, you know, we get frustrated around um, online dating, someone not messaging us back, um, feeling insecure with our bodies and things like that, that I think a lot of women tend to think women only think that way. And they don't realize that, you know, men are people too. (laughs) You know, at the end of the day, they have hearts, they have feelings, they have emotions. And, you know, they grew up in society, right, where they were taught, you know, you have to be a big, strong man, you, you can't cry, you man up, you know, um, even their fellow men saying to, you know, man up, grow some balls, you know, things like that, right, which um, I don't think we realize how toxic those kind of statements can be. It leads back to those misconceptions that, Men are these, you know, like tin soldiers, if you want to call them that, that, you know, don't have hurts, don't have feelings or emotions or, you know, nothing hurts them. Um, You know, they can just uh, get away having sex with anyone and they feel nothing and things like that. Those um, that lead to women having kind of maybe those negative thoughts, maybe that negative mindset. And yeah, so I think it's so important, um, and this is probably a topic that will be reoccurring um, during this podcast as we're going through these questions and conversation together, but really making sure that we're on that equal footing when we think of men and women, right, in the sense of we are human beings, we all have hearts and feelings. I'm glad we're just starting to have these conversations to kind of clear that up, but uh, I'm hoping they continue forward and you know, we start seeing changes in society, maybe, especially on that larger scale, um, that I would be really happy to see that personally. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. So for for people who are trying to attract their partner, what do you define as a high quality man or, or woman? Absolutely. So, um, you know, definitely confidence, I think, is the, the biggest thing. Having that confidence in yourself and who you are, um, that you're really being that best version of yourself. I I always like to word it as being the best version versus being yourself, um, because there is that kind of difference between the two where being yourself um, kind of gives off a vibe of, well, you have to accept me as I am. It's kind of like that Marilyn Monroe quote. Um, if you can't take me at my worst, uh, you, you know, you don't deserve me at my best. <laughs> and, you know, I get the reasons behind it. And I'm not necessarily saying um, the people that quote that are bad people or anything, but there is a little bit of toxicity behind that quote because we should always be working on ourselves. We all have flaws. We should always be developing ourselves. So that's why I I like to always say, become the best version of yourself. And that's really a high quality person is someone who's constantly self-improving, who's um, working on their flaws, who doesn't just say, well, just accept me as I am, Um, you know, and realizes if they have any issues that really need to be worked on, right? And just being so confident in themselves, um, knowing what they want and deserve as well when we're looking at dating and relationships, especially, um, not accepting kind of just the bare minimum, you know, just kind of going from that, having the 
you know, kind of personality to set boundaries as well, to challenge the other person to, you know, not just always be saying yes, sometimes you have to say no, right? Something that makes you uncomfortable or upsets you just um, not be afraid to speak up in that way. So um, just having those certain qualities make makes you that higher quality person. I would also say having a passion in life and a purpose and drive to go after your goals. Um, I think just as an individual, when we're not even just dating in relationships, but just as an individual, that's so important that we have those qualities as well. And that makes us that higher quality person and in turn that more attractive person as well. It's the opposite sex too. So just a few of those qualities off the top of my head. (laughs) Yes. I think that it's so sexy when somebody has a passion for something and it can be anything. Yeah. Like tennis and you are, you suck at it, but you work every day at the court to improve your, your skills or if you love to cook or whatever it is, there's something really exciting about their eyes light up and they talk about whatever it is that they want. Yeah. Super sexy. Yeah. Well, it's it's just an energy we're all naturally attracted to, right? Like when you think of someone, you know, who has this positive energy, is excited, things like that, versus someone who's, you know, almost like the Debbie Downer, right? Very negative or just nothing in life seems to go their way and all that. And, you know, we do have those bad days, but someone who's consistently that negative energy, we're not attracted to that. We don't really want to be around that person um, or someone just doesn't like themselves. Right. Um, just that whole negative energy. Like you said, we're we're we really feel energy at the end of the day. And we want to be surrounded by people who light up, who are passionate, who are, you know, driven to get things done. Action takers is um, a really big quality as well for a high quality person, someone who takes action, who, you know, um, doesn't just say words, who follows that through with, you know, steps, plans, things like that moving forward is also really important in a high quality person. Mm-hmm. So I hear a lot of women who are in the dating phase right now, they'll tell me that they're having a hard time finding a partner because they have high standards, high quality person and high standards. Is is there a difference in your um, experience? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So when we're looking at things like standards, so there's kind of um, almost like a fine line, right? where you want to have standards. I can't stress that enough, you know, man or woman, you want to have certain standards. You need to have clarity around what you want, what you deserve, how you deserve to be treated, things like that. Absolutely, those kind of standards are so important to have, right? Like, cause that we're looking at things like respect, we're looking at, you know, how we're treated and just, you know, self-esteem, things like that. So it's important to have those kind of standards, but at the same time, I know, especially with women, sometimes this can be quite an issue where we get to the point when some standards out there can get so high or be, there could be too many standards where it gets to the point of unrealistic. I never really like the term of picky, but that's a a common term that you hear as well and, and turn of um, unrealistic, but, and that can hold um, women, you know, if we're looking at man or a man or a woman, it can really hold you back when it comes to dating, when you're having unrealistic standards. So when I look at men and women, I tend to see, so for men generally have where if there's unrealistic standards, it generally does tend to be in physical looks. And with women, I tend to see look sometimes to height tends to be a big one. For example, a lot of women out there, they might have a preference for someone. So for using the example of height, they might say, well, I would love to date someone six foot or over. Now, there's nothing wrong with having a preference, but when you make it almost like a requirement, that standard where it's like, no, I will only date someone six foot and over. That's when we're talking about kind of unrealistic because it really narrows you down. 
So it's really important when we're kind of talking about standards, again, man or woman, you know, we have that fine line, we have those standards of, well, this is how I want to be treated, this is what I deserve, and things like that, and I do have a certain preference, but also having enough of um, an open mind, right? So I can give the perfect example of myself, where I was someone growing up, I tended to like when it came to dating, I tended to like taller men. Um, And quite a few of my exes are kind of that six footer over um, image. And it was something that I never said as a requirement. It just happened to be that way. But, um, you know, I think back that if I would have set that as a requirement, I never actually would have talked to or communicated even and connected with my current partner who I'm five, three and my current partner's five, four. So he's kind of on the shorter end for, for men. But if I would have set that as a requirement, I would have missed out on my partner who, when I look at all his other qualities, which frankly are qualities that are more important than height, things like kindness, he treats me with respect. He, you know, uh, we're big on consent and things like that, right? Like qualities that are just a million times more important than someone's height. Um, And those are kind of the standards and requirements that you should be having and are realistic. Um, but you know what, I would have missed out on that relationship because he brings so much to the table. And it's, when you think of height, it's just so inconsequential in that way. Right. Um, based on what he kind of brings to our relationship and how he treats me and things like that, you know, going back to when we're looking at standards, we want to have that fine line, right. Where we are having those standards, you know, like I said, around how someone treats us, what we deserve and things values like and things like that. Yeah, values, things like that. Um, but we want to just be careful that we're not doing something that's um, putting a standard that's unrealistic or um, kind of almost closes our mind to the point that we narrow our field so much that barely anyone's getting caught in our net. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that's kind of the difference between the two there. I totally see what you're saying. Like there is a very fine line. I think it is a great idea to keep an open mind and also be aware that you're not going to find the perfect person. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not going to check all your boxes and you'd be surprised that the people that do check your boxes that even if they fit the bill, it could still not work, which, you know, it's sad. Yeah, it's true. So what are some of the things that you would give advice on, on to do differently? Like starting with, online profiles like what it would be your biggest piece of advice yeah absolutely um so i do talk a lot about online dating um some other areas that i do cover also are around the topics of confidence and mindset but looking at online dating because it is one of the biggest um things that come up especially nowadays being in the pandemic online dating has just you know, really grown exponentially. So many people are online dating um, because they're realizing during this pandemic that, you know, they want something more. They want a more uh, serious relationship. They don't want to go through another pandemic alone and things like that. Um, So when we're looking at online dating um, and these tips are are really um, applicable for men or women, So when we're looking at online dating, there's ultimately four areas you want to focus on. So first area should be obvious, your photos. That's the first impression. Um, You know, majority of people, men and women, that tends to be the first thing they're looking at, right? And your online dating profile. So um, your pictures, making sure your pictures are telling uh, almost like a snapshot of your life. So I think... um, where both men and women tend to make this mistake when it comes to photos, especially now during the pandemic and we're kind of stuck inside, is that they're posting photos with like selfies of themselves laying on a bed or on a couch or just has a wall behind them and things like that. The problem with posting that type of photo, that kind of selfie, 
is um, there's kind of two issues behind it is that one, it really tells me nothing about you. It's just a photo of you. It tells me nothing about what you, you could be interested in, what hobby you might have, um, you know, just giving you that kind of snapshot of your life. Um, so it tells me nothing about you. But the other problem with um, posting selfies is that the fact that it's you taking the photo and it can give off a vibe that you don't have anyone else in your life. You yes, have, no you friends. Have, <laughs> yeah, you have no friends, you have no family. Um, and you probably thought this maybe when you see guys taking selfies too um, in their photos. But yeah, like it looks like they have no one else in their life to actually be there to take a photo of them, right? Um, so that's the thing. And, and it's, I bring up selfies because it's just so common across the board with men and women. Um, and I just, I do dating profile audits, um, in my line of work. And there's just so many, um, just people in general that just like all it's all selfies and it's like it's boring it tells me nothing it's it doesn't intrigue me it doesn't make me curious about you and things like that um so the most important thing when we're looking at photos is that you include photos that have um, yourself in like an interesting setting. So you can have something going on in the background. So let's say um, you're at a rooftop bar, right? So that's an interesting setting. It creates questions and who's viewing your profile. You know, oh, what, what rooftop bar? Is that a rooftop bar? You know, mm-hmm. um, what are they doing there? Is it, are they an event? And, you know, maybe if it's a man, maybe they're wearing a suit, a woman, they're wearing a dress, um, things like that. Oh, okay. So it's a fancy event. Like, Oh, wonder where this took place and where were you? And, you know, that's my point is that it's, it's bringing up questions in my mind. So it's an interesting background. Um, another way to approach it is action shots is a really big one. So you, um, again, I know we're pretty limited um, in some places, you know, being under restrictions and lockdowns and things like that. But even just you getting out for a walk or a hike is more interesting than your wall here, you know, or, you know, your couch and things like that. It shows something about you. Okay, so this person is active. This person likes the outdoors. They like, you know, they enjoy being in nature. Oh, look at that waterfall. That's beautiful. Wonder where that waterfall is. Where'd they go? Can I go with you next time? (laughs) That's another big thing I was going to mention is, It's great. Like, it's fantastic if you can use your photos to showcase and really um, show that kind of snapshot of your life. But when you can take it that extra mile of not only showing your life, but also to get them thinking, okay, can I now picture myself with them there? Okay, so that would be like a typical date maybe we could go on. Oh, um, you know, if we were in a relationship, we would be going on hikes often, things like that, right? When you can take it to that next level, essentially, that's when you have fantastic photos because people are intrigued by other people who at least appear interesting, who are doing things, who are going back to taking action, you know, and just living life. Like it goes back to where I talked about that positive energy, right? We are just so attracted to people who just genuinely love life and live life and live it to almost like that fullest extent. That's something we're really attracted to. So that's kind of the first area. The next area you want to look at is the bio, your profile description. So that's something there that um, you want to make sure that you do keep positive because I do see a lot of times people making the mistakes where, you know, they might describe a certain part of their personality. And so for women, for example, they say, I like the finer things. This is just an example, but I like the finer things in life. Well, here's the thing. If a man were to read that, it actually creates a negative image in their mind because it creates, okay, this is someone who's very high maintenance. They're probably really into money. 
And, and that's a stereotype men tend to have with women is, oh, all women are gold diggers. Um, so that kind of brings up that negative tone in their mind. So being very careful how you word things on your profile, that it's not creating a negative tone. Um, another one, for example, so someone saying, oh, um, if you're a cheater, don't message me. Or if you don't like dogs, don't even bother messaging me. Things like that, where you're, you're turning into a negative spin. Like there's nothing wrong with you know wanting someone who likes dogs for example um but just how it's worded comes across very aggressive um and just very negative in that tone so just being very careful how you word things um another thing too is generic language to avoid that because and you've probably seen this as well um through online dating you know you see the profiles that say things like uh, maybe, oh, I don't get on here often. Just, you know, message, find me on Facebook or here's my Instagram, contact me there. Or they say something like very generic, like I'm a, I'm a kind, funny guy or, I'm a, you know, kind, funny woman. Um, I love the sense of humor. Yeah, I, I love the good sense of humor. It's so boring. It's so boring. It doesn't excite anyone. Everyone's saying the same thing. Yeah, we get it. You're funny. Things like that. Um, but how you can take it to a whole nother level without feeling like every, you know, you're doing the same thing as everyone else is to approach it in a way that is um, a show don't tell. So for example, let's say um, you would put in your profile, well, I'm a kind person. This is just an example here, but I'm a kind person. Okay, well, that's very generic. That's very boring. That's nice. Don't really care. Um, the thing is how you can kind of take a statement like that, a personality trait and take it to that next level that's going to make you stand out is, okay, you can ask yourself, well, how am I a kind person? Well, I'm a kind person because I actually go and volunteer at Big Brother's Big Sister. So I'm a big brother. I'm a big sister um, to a child. I'm their mentor. Um, well, why do you do that? Well, I do it because it's important to me to make a difference in my community. I want to make a difference in this child's life. And like, there's something you can put in your bio, right? Tells you about what you do in your spare time. It's interesting. It invites questions, it invites intrigue, curiosity. And it tells people that you're a kind person without saying they're saying, I'm a kind person, right? It showcases more about you. It show it's that show don't tell mentality, and that's so important. And um, I actually just recently did a dating profile audit on a single guys uh, dating profile, and we were looking at it. And he was someone that was very nature oriented, very outdoorsy. Um, he loves kayaking. It's like a big thing for him. Um, and, you know, but his profile didn't seem to really kind of reflect those traits. So I said to him, and this is another big tip is um, for your bio part, make your first line a killer hook line make it a line that's going to intrigue your reader, the viewer of your profile that they can read more. So for, in the case of him, he's very, you know, adventurous, outdoorsy, active type of guy. So I said, I said, the first line of your profile easily should be, I want to take you on an adventure. Ooh, that's a good one, Rebecca. I like that. Right, I like that right? Because yeah. I said to him, I said, look, this is why you want to make that your first line. Because I said, it's interesting. It's different. And I said, it gets a woman excited. It creates a little bit of sexual innuendo and a little bit like, how are you going to take me on an adventure? Where are we yeah, going? Exactly, right. So it's, but it's not, it's not to the point of dirty. Like it's not like horn dog level, but it's, it, it's flirty, but it's the good kind of flirty. It's playful. Right? It's playful. I really it's like that. Yeah, exactly. It's, so, like, it, it's like when you read a book and like, you read the first line and that's what keeps you going. Like, have you ever read a book and you're like, this, the first sentence is like, huh? Wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. And you're just like, well, I gotta find out what they're talking about. Yeah, exactly. And I, I was saying that to him. I said, look, this is gonna excite a woman. She's gonna wanna keep reading on, right? 
And so I was talking and I said, even um, going forward in this bio, I said, you know, talk about either, you know, tell um, an adventure story. So your best adventure story, maybe you hiked up a mountain. I said, tell that story. That's going to intrigue her like, whoa, you hiked up a mountain. Um, I said, or you can even go from the perspective of talking about, you know, let's go on a date on the beach at sunset, right? To almost put her in that visualization mode. That's why I was sharing with him because I said, a woman loves vis visualization and to imagine you guys on a date together, imagine your relationship together and things like that. So that was kind of another way, right? To spice up his bio that's so different than just saying, well, I'd love to go on adventures or, you know, I like to go hiking. And, you know, again, it's that generic language that you can spice it up and take it to that whole nother level. Um, another area too, when we're, we're talking about online dating is your messaging. Um, so this is something that I find, um, I tend to speak a lot more with men because just generally men do tend to be the ones that initiate more and do send that first, um, conversation, but just getting clear on your messaging. Um, but you know, even from the other perspective of a woman, if you're wanting to reach out to a man, um, you know, be different. We get sick of the whole, hi, how are you? It's boring. It's not fun. You know, get interesting with your messaging, especially when you're breaking the ice for the first time. So you can ask them a question like, um, you know, if we were on a deserted island and you can only bring one thing, what would be the one thing you would want to bring? That's different, right? That's not, hey, how are you? You know, the generic messages that, you know, men and women are getting, it's something that makes you stand out. It's an interesting question. And on top of that, depending on what their answer is, it could tell you a bit of their personality as well. So you kind of get to know them already off the bat with just that question alone. So it's, it's a really good icebreaker, um, like something that's like a fun, playful, um, not a yes or no question, because I find yes or no questions um, tend to cut the conversation off very quickly. Um, so something that they have to elaborate a little bit on more than just yes or no. Um, is also a really important uh, aspect to online dating. Um, and then the final one is just looking at your overall dating strategy, right? Being aware, getting clear on the type of person you're wanting to attract. Who do you want viewing your profile? Who do you want reading your bio? Who do you want messaging you, right? So it's important to have that clarity there as well. Who do you want to be messaging? Who's your type? Who... Um, are you attracted to things like that? So that strategy, right? And, you know, um, especially working with a dating coach, you, you know, sit there and set goals as well. Okay, so we want to talk about messaging X number of people every week, right? We want to always be talking to people, we want to put ourselves out there more, we want to be more open minded. So thinking about your overall dating strategy, especially when it comes to online dating, um, and just being very aware. So you're using your time wisely. You're not making sure you're not talking to the right, um, sorry, to the wrong people, right? And wasting your time, energy there too. So those are kind of the four key areas when we're talking about looking at online dating profiles. I love the way you break it down. Going back to what you said about strategies. So there's some strategies mm -hmm. that I feel like a lot of people don't realize could be really helpful. Like one of them that I wanted to talk about was, when you're dating, is it is it acceptable to date more than one person? And should you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, you hear everyone kind of, I think, has a different opinion, um, has different approaches to it. But um, I always personally recommend the idea of, um, again, we're talking at the beginning stages when you're just going out there and dating. It's obviously, of course, a lot different when you're getting more committed to someone and in that relationship. Um, but when you're at the, the beginning stages, especially, I think it is important to actually date multiple people at the same time. It can be a little bit more work than a single person, just dating a single person. But the reason I really promote the idea of dating multiple people so early on is because I do find that um, a big mistake people out there make when they only focus on one person is they get invested way too quickly. 
It's a big one I see a lot. And, um, you know, you want to be careful because you can really get hurt that way. It's, you know, it's important to move at a natural pace, to take your time, get to know someone. Um, And I find being in the pandemic has actually caused people to go slower um, when it comes to dating and relationships, which I think is really good because we're seeing more secure relationships forming with people. We're seeing people getting to know each other on that human level um, because we don't have the temptation of the physical when we're together in person, um, because I do find that can tend to be a distraction. And, um, you know, I, I'm not saying this to um, meaning to offend anyone. Um, you know, we're, we're all adults out there as long as it's consensual, but, you know, overall I've seen just, the most amount of success from people that, you know, take their time and don't get emotionally um, invested too quickly. And when you're dating multiple people, it allows your kind of emotional investment to be spread out. It allows you to take a a kind of that step back where you have more um, kind of logic mentality available to you to make kind of smarter decisions, make the right decisions for yourself and taking the time to really get to know others that, you know, you can really figure out, okay, is this really the right person for me? Is this the person I want to continue to see? You know, and eventually you are going to get to that point where someone does stand out above the others and you you want to commit more. Um, or if it's a case that you realize, no, I'm, you know, really dating the wrong women, men, um, and I want to, you know, kind of date around. It allows you to be more open minded, I find as well. You're more open to possibilities. You're more open to different types of people and it allows you to explore. And this is something I also really strongly recommend for those who don't have a lot of relationship experience or a lot of dating experience. So for example, some of the men that come to me, they've never been in relationships before. They've um, maybe only went on a few dates. Um, They're virgins, things like that, right? That they've never had a serious relationship. So they're very um, kind of inexperienced in that way, but allowing them the opportunity, encouraging them to date multiple women allows them to get more clear on the right type of woman for them, get more clear on what they really want. Um, you know, those standards, things like that, because that is something that just naturally comes over time um, as we gain more experience there. Um, and that's the same goes for women too, right? Oh, totally. This is, yeah, um, I should have prefaced this. This is for men and women um, when I'm speaking on this. Uh, absolutely, you know, it's something that it's important to kind of get experience to have those um, learning opportunities, essentially, um, as you're going through dates going through relationships, things like that. I always like to look at them as learning opportunities at the end of the day. And um, there's always things you can take, right? You know, especially when you end a relationship, you realize, okay, this is not what I want in a partner or this is what I liked in the relationship. Um, And it gets you more clarity there as well. Um, But by dating multiple people that you do get that clarity more on who you want as well. So it's one of those things that it's really a lot more pros to go on dates with multiple people. And it's really something too that I find in general, um, it's a really big assumption out there that majority of people that you're going on dates with are going on dates with other people. That is just the majority of out there. And it's something that I think you should always assume Um, There's nothing wrong with asking per se, but, you know, if it's not something that's been communicated to you or you are kind of questioning it, it's always better to kind of err on the side that, okay, they probably are going on multiple dates, especially if it is really, really early on, you just are going on a date with them, Um, that it's generally people are dating multiple people at the same time until they, you know, have gone on a few dates with someone and then they are getting a little bit more on the starting to commit and things like that. The person that you're interested in is dating other people. That's just an indication that you should also be dating other people too, because exactly, yeah, this person isn't paying attention to you. So for you to wait around and wait and wait, mm-hmm. it's, it's not you're not doing yourself a good, you know, doing yourself a disservice here, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, and it, it goes back to where I was saying about that emotional investment, right? When you're only focused on one person, you're constantly thinking, well, why hasn't that, why hasn't he texted me? Why hasn't she called me? You know, all those things kind of rack through your mind because you get so into them. But that's what happens when you only focus your attention on one person. And it's something that it's too early to be kind of having those strong feelings and feeling like, well, they should be prioritizing me more. They should be more committed to me because it is something that is more natural in that more committed relationship. That's a little different story um, because they should, you should be a priority by that stage um, in their minds and vice versa. But when it's just like you've just gone on one date, right? So that's why it's also important to be dating multiple people because you're not obsessing as much with it. Another reason too that I'll add on is that if let's say you're going on dates with three people, let's say one of them you realize is not a good match or they come back to you and say, hey, it's not going to work out. If you're just focusing on one person, that is going to be a huge blow to you because you're, you got more emotionally invested, right? So it's going to be a bigger blow to you where you feel, okay, you know, especially if you are dealing with things like confidence issues, uh, mindset issues, um, insecurity, things like that, where your mind can go to kind of a dark place where you're like, okay, I'll never, I'll never find the one, you know, that was the person for me. It's never going to happen. Oh, no one loves me that, you know, really just dark place there um, and bring up those kind of insecurities and things like that versus if you are dating multiple, you know, people out there that, um, you know, when one kind of doesn't work out, you know, you don't feel like you're starting at square one because you've been talking to other people, you've been going on dates, you're like, it's, it's not as, um, I guess, effective, as hurtful, maybe, or as frustrating, um, that it didn't work out, because you're like, well, I'm, I'm talking to X, Y, and Z over here, um, to these other women, to these other men, that, um, you know, it's not, it's not as bad that it didn't work out, it sucks, like, that's totally normal, but, you know, it's just not as bad, so, you know, I'm going to continue to talk and go on dates, you know, maybe I'll meet someone else, you know, and start talking to them, going on dates, with them so you know just kind of having um other people that you're dating it does draw back that emotional investment because when we think about it in the early stages right we're just getting to know people you know and, and that's kind of that other mistake too when um, we're looking at the emotional investment you tend to you tend to more focus on this person. You just went on a date with them. Okay, we're heading towards a relationship. You know, this is the one, you know, we do tend to get those kind of thoughts and feelings because we get so fixated on that one person. I think a lot of women have like this story in their head. They're like, when they're trying to attract the right partner, he's going to be this tall, he's going to have this income and you're only dating this one person. It feels like the end of the world. It really does. I've been there so many times. (laughs) So one of my favorite quotes I like to say is life is not a romantic comedy. You're not going to meet Ryan Reynolds at the coffee shop. <laughs> no, sorry, girl. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it's just, and, and I think that's especially for, um, I think sometimes men have this um, feeling as well, but I think it's something that's really relevant to women, especially just because of um, kind of how we grew up, right? We very much grew up, you know, think about, we grew up with Disney movies, right? Where no. the princess being saved by the prince and, you know, one day you'll find your prince will come and, you know, um, kind of those uh, fairy tales and romantic comedies, um, you know, I, I'm guilty of watching those too and, you know, loving them and all that. But I, I think we need to be uh, really realistic and really talk and be aware and talk ourselves almost into this where, you know, life's not that fairy tale. It's not a romantic comedy. Um, it's really one of the, you should almost look at movies as like, well, that's an exception. It's not the rule. Mm-hmm. That's why we go to the movies because we don't, we need a break from our real lives. You know, we want to see a nice outcome because we are projecting that want and desire for ourselves, but it's true. Sorry, but you know, these things only happen in the movies. So yeah. And, and I think it can lead to problems um, where we're trying to force something as well. It's not natural. 
it's not happening. Just like you said, sometimes it just doesn't work out. Um, we try to force it. We try to go faster than we should be. Maybe mm-hmm. um, we're really just trying to get to know everyone's life story, uh, like who we're talking to their life story in like a matter of two weeks and things like that. It's something that just, it takes time. It takes patience and it doesn't happen overnight, you know, and this is something I tell the single men I work with, especially like I, I say, you know, I can help you successfully attract your dream woman into your life, you know, give you the tools, the knowledge, the resources, all those things. But, you know, at the same time, I'm also realistic with them that I said, you know, really, it's up to you to take action. I mean, I can give you only so much you need to kind of take those next steps and implement, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the strategies and things like that on your end. But I said, it's not something that's going to happen overnight. So, but in general speaking, though, we do tend to force things, right? When we're thinking about, you know, romantic comedies and the movies we're watching and things like and getting influenced by those uh, kind of society and stuff like that. And, um, you know, and then we can get in the whole topic about, you know, negative connotations around being single, but, um, you know, it's something it just, it doesn't happen overnight. It does take time in that way and we can't force it and just, it has to be naturally happening. And, you know, that goes back to the whole dating multiple people, right? That it allows you to take things more naturally, allows you to not invest so quickly into someone and have almost like what I like to refer to as like a tunnel vision, right? Where you don't see anything else but them. So so say you're not attracting the person that you want to be in a relationship with, or no one's, you know, calling you, you're not meeting anyone on the apps. What can you do while you're waiting for somebody, there is an importance of working on yourself. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? And what, what was your experience? Um, you know, before I, I attracted my partner. So I did a lot of um, confidence and mindset work over the years because I used to be someone I used to feel very insecure about myself. Um, I used to suffer from um, bad body issues where kind of like that low self-esteem where I felt um, men wouldn't be attracted to me. Um, I wasn't successfully maybe attracting the men that I was really wanting to attract, the type of man I would want to date and things like that. Um, I felt like I was settling a lot of times, like in my early dating years. And I really had to kind of take a step back from dating where I was um, single for quite a while. I think it was about a year, year and a half um, where I just was not really dating or definitely not seriously dating um, and getting involved in, you know, like more committed relationships and all that. And um, I really just focused on myself. I really um, focused on kind of my confidence issues, my really negative mindset. Um, You know, I did things that to help my confidence. So I was, um, you know, starting to eat better, um, thinking about kind of like my health and nutrition. I was, you know, working out and, um, you know, I'm not saying you necessarily have to do those things, but that's what personally was helping me just feel like more confident in myself. Um, It gave me more energy and I just felt more positive as well. And that in turn helped with the mindset. I was also during that time um, connected to a friend, which really, um, and this is something I talk about all the time with the single men I work with, um, really said this really insightful advice to me, which was along the lines of, you know, everyone has a type out there. We all have different preferences because I, in my early dating years, I was thinking, oh, men only want, you know, skinny, you know, skinny women, um, you know, that are, you know, taller, things like that um, as a shorter, you know, um, curvy woman, (laughs) (laughs) different uh, body type than I thought men you know, wouldn't like. And the thing was hearing kind of um, this perspective, you know, we all have different types. We all have different preferences. Someone out there is going to love you for who you are, like in the sense how you look and things, because even, um, you know, when I look at men and women, so men out there, there's quite a few men out there like really curvy women who like bigger women. Um, And then there's women out there who like bigger guys. There's women out there who like shorter guys. There's, 
men out there who like taller women, things like that, that are a little different than maybe the stereotypes we kind of grew up hearing, right? Um, about, you know, what the opposite gender really likes. And it was just kind of mind blowing to me when I, I really thought about it. And I was realizing like, wow, like, I could think of so many examples of where someone who wouldn't maybe fit the stereotype attracted this other person that I deemed as very attractive and the type of man I would want to date, for example, um, and realizing just we have all different types. Like there's someone out there that's going to like us for who we are. And that was just really powerful for me to really realize that and just over time getting more comfortable in my skin really helped me with my confidence and mindset. And when I kind of got back in the dating world, I hadn't changed much about myself. Like I was eating healthier and I was working out a little bit more, but in the grand scheme of things like my size and things I was insecure about before hadn't really changed. And it was, I realized that it was really my lack of confidence, my low self-esteem, my negative mindset that was really holding me back and attracting the wrong men my way that I didn't really want to be with who maybe weren't treating me right, things like that. And I, and that's when around the time that I successfully attracted my dream man, my current partner um, into my life where I have someone who, you know, I already have that confidence and that self-esteem and all that and, and feel attractive in my own skin. It's so funny when you meet the right person and you have things that you're um, insecure about, you know, we all have those insecurities, right? And when it's the right person, that dream partner you're with, the things you're most insecure about tend to be the things they love the most. So like my curves, for example, was something that I was insecure about, right? And my partner, he's like, I love your curves. Like I can't get enough of it. He's always like coming up and hugging me from behind all those things. And it really makes you realize like, this is that right person. They truly care about you and things like that. But it's so important to work on those, um, you know, confidence issues. Again, men and women both have kind of these different types of confidence issues, insecurities, um, low self-esteem. We all battle with that, no matter the gender. Um, that's so important to work on those internal issues and really also becoming, when we're looking at becoming the best version of yourself, that you're putting yourself in a position that, you're um, really pursuing the things that you love as an individual, um, because this was another problem I had in the early dating stages where I didn't, in the grand scheme of things at that time, have much going on in my life. So I tended to focus more on my relationships and my relationships tended to be the center of my world. Um, because I really, that was my focus. I wasn't focusing on what I liked, what made me passionate. Um, like I said, this is going back years ago, but when I was single too, while I was working through those confidence and mindset issues, I was also starting to um, pursue things I was passionate about. And that was actually around the same time that I was really realizing um, I wanted to be a business owner. I didn't want to do just kind of the nine to five. I wanted to go more into owning my own business. Um, and it became a huge passion of mine that really developed me more as an individual. And I ended up having so many things going on in my life that I was passionate about that lit me up, that excited me. Being single wasn't as difficult as it used to be. I was just so happy and content with my life as is that someone where before I was looking for someone to essentially um, be my world, to uh, really just add to my life in that sense that um, they were my world, that now having the perspective of well, I want someone instead of looking for someone to complete me because I'm complete as an individual, someone who can compliment me. So compliment my lifestyle, who's going to support me in my goals, my dreams, because I have all these interesting things going on in my life. That was a really key thing. And I know um, there are certain men and women out there that, 
you know, they're looking for that partner because they're, you know, lonely, um, desperation. Um, they don't, you know, want to end up alone and things like that. And it's really such a negative mindset to look at it from that perspective, because you need to be fulfilled on your own first, um, that whole individual before you can go find someone, because that's really what leads to that healthy relationship. That long lasting relationship is two whole people coming together, being those best versions of themselves and working together to not only continue that, that individuality, that self-development, but then in turn, when you're in a relationship, you're also developing the relationship, you're developing, you know, each other as a couple as well. So, um, but it's so important to have that individual aspect, that happiness being on your own first and that kind of best version of yourself um, to have that kind of part fulfilled like almost like that foundational block before you can really go on that journey um towards uh you know attracting attracting your dream partner yeah I I think mindset is so important Mm -hmm. and confidence too and it can be it could be little things it could be like you know making eye contact with a stranger or you know starting a conversation with the the guy at the deli asking him how his day is you know it's yeah, shooting a smile. Yeah. Exactly. Go to yeah, the Starbucks and yeah, just like giving a wink to the guy who got <laughs> giving your coffee. And like you might feel ridiculous. And you know, this reminds me when you were saying all this, this reminds me of the movie. Have you ever seen um I Feel Pretty with um Amy Schumer? Amy I Schumer. have, yes. Yeah. And so if you haven't watched the movie, it's it's a woman who is doesn't have you know a high self-esteem, good body image. She I think it gets hit on the head when she goes to a soul cycle session and she wakes up when she looks in the mirror, she sees like this gorgeous supermodel when in reality, she's nothing has changed, but her mindset has changed. And she believes that she is like this invincible hot woman. Um, And then later on, she realizes that, you know, not to spoil the ending, but like, it's all in her head, you know, like confidence is inside. And when, and she eventually does find what she's looking for. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really it really you know speaks volumes about you know how you can attract a partner. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's uh, actually in my movie collection. Um, <laughs> I love Amy Schumer, um, but you know it it is a really good um, you know especially for women um, you know and I know a number of men that even like the movie too. Um, and I know my partner, I don't think we've actually watched it yet, but I know he would be because um, he's very big into like female empowerment. And, um, but it is something that, you know, is a really good, um, female empowerment movie. That's why I do really like it. And you're absolutely right. You know, the whole confidence and mindset, you know, she doesn't change physically. It's that mindset. And that's really what, again, man or woman, that's the number one, um, probably quality that, you know, we're attracted to is that confidence and, being able to love who you are, own who you are and things like that, you know, strengths and weaknesses. Um, but just the confidence to walk into a room, um, you know, and not like hold your head down and things like that, you know, just be proud of who you are. Um, and just knowing in your mind that that right person's going to come along in the sense that, you know, they're going to fall in love with you for who you are. If you're, you know, having that good confidence, that higher self-esteem, that um, I should say healthy self-esteem, you know, that positive mindset, the positive energy, um, and just holding yourself that way that someone is going to come into your life that is going to be very attracted to it. It's something it's things we're all very attracted to really at the end of the day, someone who just genuinely, like I said, loves life, loves who they are, you know, has fun, things like that, because we just love that on just that natural level, whether it's, you know, a romantic relationship a friendship, you know, within our family dynamics as well. We just love that positivity. Um, and we're really drawn to that. Yeah. Thanks Rebecca. So <laughs> I would love for you to share with our listeners where they can find your work and how to get in touch with you if they want to work with you in the future. 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, as I said, majority of my clientele does tend to be single men, but sometimes I do get women approaching me. They're really excited to work with me. Um, so I do also enjoy working with women, um, but I'm on Instagram at Dating Bites. I'm also, um, for the single men out there, um, listening to your podcast, I do actually run a free Facebook community for single men. Um, so you can essentially type in the Facebook search bar, uh, dating advice for single men. Um, sorry, ladies, this is a single men only community um, for that specifically on Facebook, but you're more than welcome to follow my content on Instagram. You can also find me um, through my website and contact me as well there at www.dating-bites.com. It's important you include the hyphen in between. Um, and yeah, you can check out my website there as well to uh, get a hold of me. Um, but like I said, uh, anyone listening out there, whether you're a man or a woman, uh, definitely feel free to uh, connect with me. Um, if you're looking for someone to help you become that kind of better dater and to attract your dream partner in your life for the women out there and the men, if you know any other singles out there as well, please feel free to pass on my information if they're also looking to improve their dating lives as well. Thanks, Rebecca. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in. Go watch I Feel Pretty because it's pretty freaking hilarious. And I'll see you next week. Bye. If you've liked this episode, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button. Leave a review on your favorite podcast app and share this show with your friends. Come back next week to hear me cover another topic on the modern world of dating. 